Hello and welcome to B2B E-Commerce Accelerated. The B2B E-Commerce podcast that helps B2B leaders to move more efficiently and crush growth targets. My name is Ruben Mink, CEO of EMEA APAC, and I'm here today, um, as always, together with... With me, Tim van Hatten, yes. <laughs> EVP of Enterprise cool. here at Sound Commerce. Good to see you again, Ruben. Likewise, man. The next episode is there. What are we going to talk about? Well, we are going to dive into the topic of efficiency in sales teams and how sales teams can be or become more efficient. That's a topic we come across very, very often when speaking to prospects and customers. If I would ask you, just are there any examples that, that come to mind when we discuss efficiency? Well, the example that comes to mind immediately when we talk about efficiency for me is one of our existing customers in uh, healthcare. They are a provider of products to hospitals, Mm -hmm. consumables like simple products, but also more complex products and also rentals, for example, when it comes to uh, equipment and other yeah, things that are necessary in in, in the hospitals and also in the healthcare industry broader. And one of the things that when we started talking to them and when we started the project was actually their request to us, can you help us to become more efficient? And especially the sales and customer service team. So that's maybe first of all what we can discuss, Tim, because I'm not sure how it's with you. But when we talk about sales teams, we often talk about account managers right? We talk about sales managers, um, usually maybe people in the field. However, my experience is that customer service is typically also a department. It says customer service. It doesn't mention anything about sales sales team in disguise, right? (laughs) Exactly. Okay, there you go, right? So that was also here the case. They had a big or they have a big customer service team. But actually, what are they doing there, right? What are the people in customer service doing? Well, they help these customers with advice on what they need to buy, or they give information on availability of products, when it can be delivered, and so on. So basically, they are sales advisors or consultants, as you could put it, for these customers. And this is a bigger organization that I'm talking about in this example. So they had quite a big customer service team. And they spend a lot of time in servicing these customers, these hospitals with all kinds of questions, but also emails, a lot of emails going back and forth. One specific element that probably sales leaders and people that are active in the healthcare industry know much more about is that you have quite some complexity in procurement as well, right? In the Mm -hmm. processes to come to a purchase. Because in those Hospitals, in this case, you have people who want to do an order, but there are actually budget holders above these people that are holding a certain budget within the organization, and they need to approve the request for an order as well. So there's multiple people involved on the, say, on on the customer side, on the procuring side, there's more than one person involved. Gotcha. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I come to the sales teams, right? But I think it's good to Mm -hmm. give a little bit of context uh, to the situation, of course. But sometimes it's even more complex when on top of the budget holder, there's also a manager or senior managers who also need to have a role in the procurement process. So anyway, this was one of the scenarios or one of the operational processes in the buying of goods from these uh, hospitals. And it required not only a lot of 
time from the customer itself, right? Think about these procurement flows internally, but also from the sales team, or in this case, the customer service team. So they needed to provide information on when it was available. They sometimes were not sure if the right procurement flows were followed and so on and so on. Every time an email that was quite extraordinary to see every time that a step was taken in this procurement flow, an email was sent out internally within the customer account, mm-hmm. but manually. also to manually, manually indeed, think about it, it's a good, good addition, manually, and then also an email to them as a supplier, keeping them kind of up to date on the process, but they also need to needed to reply to that. They needed to add certain information, which could help them to take the further step. Long story short, a tremendous process, And think about a a hospital that is a little bit bigger of size. Sometimes hundreds, if not thousands of people are involved in these processes. So you can imagine, you can calculate how much time is spent. Also on the sales team side, because that's the topic of today for, in this case, our customer, right? So yeah, anyway, that was the situation when we were coming in. And of course, a lot of time spent there when when they talked about efficiency, One of their goals as a supplier was to also make the processes more efficient within their own organization. (laughs) No wonder. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. So that's the example that comes to mind when we talk about efficiency. Uh, Do you have a certain example or maybe completely different example of efficiency as well? Yes, I think we have so many companies come to us and you would expect that if you are a developer of an e-commerce platform, you would expect that everyone would have the question, hey, we want to increase our revenue or want to, we want to sell more online. Of course, that is that is a question we get quite often too. But I think equally as often we get the question, we want to digitize, right? Or we want to be more efficient. One example that just comes to mind for me is one of our one of our customers, global manufacturer of, of chemical products. Okay. When they came to us, their initial goal, in, well, maybe similar to the example that you just gave, wasn't necessarily to sell more. They just wanted to service their customers more online. And indeed, when well, naturally, when we speak to customers, we try to kind of peel the onion and to better understand how their business yeah. works, but also what their what their real struggles are in their case it was it was indeed they wanted to enable their customers to do more online not just because that creates a a better uh, customer experience but mainly because their sales teams or their inside sales team or a customer support team if you like was was just overwhelmed and overloaded with the amount of questions they got in regards to What's the status of my of my order? Uh, where's my shipment? I want to pay my invoice or what's my order history? What did I order three months ago? Right? So all those questions are important questions, naturally, because the customer's customer asks those and every question the customer asks is important. But at the same time, it just eats time away from your from your commercial teams, from your sales teams to do what they're actually supposed to do. Namely selling, right? So the question then is indeed, how can you still answer those questions? Because again, it's it's the customer asking asking those questions. So so those need yeah. to be answered. That's important. But at the same time, how do you make sure that you do that? And at the same time, make sure that your sales teams still have capacity or or time to do what they do best also, sell more. So yeah, that's absolutely something we have come across. And also, I've, well, we have hundreds of examples, I'm, uh, I'm sure. And to understand correctly, Tim, you say it was for them also to free up time for the sales team, right? Because they spend this time on all these things that were necessary for the customer, but also cost a lot of time. So, but what was more the 
overarching goal there for this company in chemicals, maybe? Like, did they have some certain goal in mind or what was for them really the, the problem with the inefficiencies? Yeah, well, the problem was that their sales teams was really occupied with doing all kinds of customer support that wasn't necessarily generating revenue. So ultimately, it's, it's always about customer satisfaction and revenue, right? Those two things are, for sales teams, are, are the most important thing. So that's what it yeah. typically boils down to. Definitely. But the pain they had, if you like, or the hurdle or, or the frustration they had was that they had so much questions coming in and so much requests coming in for their sales team that were not necessarily driving more revenue. That And ultimately, that's frustrating not only for the sales leader, but also for the individual seller, right? If you If you have a sales target and if you have goals that you want to achieve, Again, as a company, as a leader, but also as an individual salesperson, you just want to make sure that you have the time to actually hit that target and to achieve yeah. those goals. And if then all of a sudden you are being, well, taken out of your out of your focus or out of your, what in your eyes is your primary activity, then that's obviously, obviously not helping. And again, at the same time, you do want to make sure that those customers are supported. Yeah, exactly. Because that's maybe to challenge you a little bit on that, like maybe a seller would say when we would discuss this topic, like, is it really in really inefficient if I'm answering a question of my customer? I'm helping them out. I'm giving them advice on how we can help them in the best way or how we can fulfill their needs. So how do you look at that? Is that really inefficient? Yeah, that's a, that's a good challenge. I think it's important, but that does not necessarily make it efficient, right? So if you are a seller, you're supposed to sell. At the same time, obviously, you also want to want to be the go-to for your customer. You want to be supportive and you want to be making sure that you help the customer out when, when he needs you. But if you look at it from yeah. a sales perspective or through a sales lens, then it's not the most efficient way to sell. There's other ways. Well, maybe obviously. a seller would say, look, when I answer this question, I help my customer out in this case, then it's helping me to do the sale because maybe in this case on the same day or one day after the order comes in. And the yeah. question is, if I wouldn't have given the answer, if I wouldn't have helped out in this case, then maybe the, the, the purchase wasn't made by my customer. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. And it is something that we get that we get back quite a bit from exactly. customers and prospects, right? So if that's you say, why I bring it up. Of course, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> what we do hear quite a bit of is, but if we digitize all of this, then I'm no longer able to help them out. Then that, that kind of diminishes the relationship that we have or, right? Because personal or human interaction is important too, to build yeah. that relationship. The question is, if you are, I don't know, if you're taking orders or if you are helping out your customer figuring out whatever, what his invoice looked like or any kind of admin question or keying in an order for your customer. The question is, mm. how much value are you then adding to to your customer yeah. as well, right? So imagine, and, and again, don't get me wrong. I think I, we do value relationships. We even advocate prioritizing relationships over transactions as Sahana, yeah. right? So we do think it's very, very important the question is if you have more time as a seller to actively engage with your customer and to to better understand their needs or their their business or their organization rather than keying in orders for them right would that not improve the relationship rather than diminish it i think it definitely helps getting a better relationship so yeah i think it's a misconception that is assuming sorry to interrupt you but that assumes that that there are other tools or solutions that could help out in this case the seller with these tasks that you're talking about that could save time for them 
Exactly. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Not sure if that's an assumption, but yeah, that's uh, that's exactly how we uh, how we help our customers out, right? So if you do have a customer portal or an online platform, whatever you want to call it, a, a B2B commerce web store, we started this conversation mentioning that many people, whether it's customers or just people in your in your personal life, think that, hey, okay, so if you provide your customer with a web store, that's what they use to yeah. enable their customers to buy online. Yeah, that's part of it. Right. But I think, again, equally important is allowing your customers to self-serve in other aspects of their customer life. Yeah. And at the same time, freeing up your, your commercial teams to build relationships and to focus on high value sales rather than, again, transactional sales, just keying in an order on behalf of the customer. Right. And that helps not only the organization, the sales teams themselves to become efficient, but it is that also positively impacting their customer? Yes, 100%. So, so if, we, if we look at the example I just gave about this chemicals manufacturer, they have a very strong focus still, still today, they have a very strong focus on enabling their customers to self-serve in other aspects than the conversion to an online sale. And that helps their customers also because it is more efficient for them or maybe even better. Let's go to the example you just gave about the healthcare manufacturer, supplier, distributor of medical products for hospitals. If the end customer, whether it's whatever, the initial buyer or or the next level procurer has the ability to get their information in a platform whenever they want to, yeah. maybe even approve online or right just follow the entire process get their updates if they want to go to an online platform see if there's any updates in real time rather than yeah. having to keep track of manual emails being sent back and forth well that's right. that's golden not just for the sales team no, but also definitely. for the customer yeah no i fully agree if it's a good solution of course because i think we all know we both know that we're talking here about e-commerce as a potential solution to drive efficiency But to be honest, in my own experience, looking and seeing a lot of these type of companies myself in the past 10 years, in a lot of cases, e-commerce didn't really help out, to be honest. So it was foreseen as a solution to make things more efficient. Like we both say, companies that put a lot of time with their sales or customer service teams or however you call it on order processing, consultancy to customers, on ordering and all the related information solution being proposed digitalizing this so with Mm -hmm. e-commerce you can save time but then in practice in my own experience in a lot of cases the time that was spent in the offline world was now being spent online and namely just to give some examples now the customer service or sales teams needed to answer questions to the customers oh i put in an online order i didn't receive a confirmation oh I checked online, but I cannot believe there's no availability because this product always has availability as long as we do business together for the past five years. Well, I can go on and on. What's the status of my order, of my online order that I put in last week? I cannot see this in my e-commerce environment. I'm not sure how you look at that, but I think e-commerce as a solution, we need to be careful because in a lot of cases, it didn't maybe make the processes and the sales teams in this case more efficient what do you think yeah well i think we talked about this before also with some of our uh, some of our guests yes in uh, in previous episodes but so e-commerce is not like a silver bullet that solves everything of course right no exactly it's well ultimately it's just just another 
platform or environment yeah. to, to service your customers. Um, that requires change and that requires adoption, ultimately to become more efficient. I'm a very strong believer in that concept. Even if yeah. you look at it uh, as a consumer, you see pretty much the same thing, right? If you if you yeah. buy as a consumer, it's also more convenient to be able to Good check time. your yeah. to, to track your orders or to just even look at what you have ordered previously or or when exactly you ordered it, right? So that's no different in the B two B space. And yes, it does require. It is change if this is a first time introduction of e commerce, but ultimately it will yeah. definitely lead to uh, more efficiency. Yeah, yeah, good point. I remember, by the way, in this example that I gave you on the healthcare supplier, right, that this was also a topic that for some, they had an online platform in place when we, when we got in engagement. When you started talking, yeah. Exactly. And it actually, it relates to adoption, the topic that we discussed in previous yeah. episodes as well. But it also relates to efficiency because what they had in this e-commerce environment was part of their processes. So, for example, when it came to more complex scenarios of certain equipment that was necessary in the hospital, Mm -hmm. it wasn't provided, it wasn't enabled in the e-commerce environment. So for this, they still needed to pick up the phone, they needed to send emails and get information by email, etc. So what happened in real life, in practice, was actually that because part of it was still not made available online, they anyway had to pick up the phone. They anyway needed to send emails. So for a lot of their customers, they decided to keep with the online ordering mode, right? Because they knew that even when they would use the online portal for part of it, they still afterwards or before needed to pick up the phone or send an email for the other part that they needed. Make sense? So, and then talking about efficiency, this is not efficient at all, of course, because not for themselves, but also not for our customer, because they still get in requests via two channels and actually customers that are still calling them with everything because part of the stuff is not provided in the e-commerce environment, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Circling back again to the example I gave, it's also about measuring or setting certain KPIs or goals for yourself or your sales organization, right? So, so what exactly does efficiency mean? And it could still yeah. mean that for some customers, maybe they order more complex products or they, that requires required to be composed or whatever, right? More yeah. complex products yeah. that are maybe not yeah. completely, say, e-commerce suitable, although I dare to challenge that as well. We have some customers selling very complex products still online, but okay. That, okay. that could be a decision, right? Say for certain customer groups or... For certain product sets or whatever, we prefer to not sell online. We have some customers that, for instance, sell very, very complex machinery. And for the, say, for the machines that are oftentimes also custom built, new equipment sales offline, right, requires consultancy and, and maybe a seller to go yeah. to go on site and to take different things into account. Spare parts or usable sales, like that's transactional, right? So. That part of their sales may be done online. You'll oftentimes see in, in uh, organizations like that, see a distinguish or a separation between, say, new business and what is it, a spare part sales or whatever, aftermarket sales, if yeah. you like. Anyway, right? So that could still be, depending on what, kind, what percentage of your revenue that produces, that could still be a significant efficiency okay. gain there. And circling yeah. back then to the, the example, again, I gave, they set very, very clear goals so what do we want our customers to do online? How can we service them online for certain subsets of their requests? Maybe some cannot be answered online, but hey, if, if 30% of those questions or if all questions in regards to invoicing 
can be taken care of online. Obviously, you have to yeah. be you have to be sure that that data is accurate and that it's complete and that it doesn't only contain online data but also your offline sales data, right? So there has to be obviously yeah. accurate data. But if you say, hey, everything regarding invoices is being serviced online, perfect, right? So that's already an efficiency yeah. gain there. So I think it's e-commerce or 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 an online platform is not is not there to replace offline offline sales or human interaction. I think on the contrary, if you can make that that sale more efficient using an online platform that gives you and your sales team more time to actually deepen the relationships with your customers and to be providing more value to them and also then ultimately leading to more high value, high value sales. Cool. And you mentioned an interesting topic there, KPIs. Do you have some KPIs that you, well, in this case, or uh, do you have some examples of KPIs on efficiency? Oh yeah, this particular customer, not necessarily, well, they didn't necessarily call it, or they do not necessarily call it efficiency KPIs, but they do have goals. They, they did set goals for uh, e-commerce next to their revenue and online sales goals. They did set goals. So how often are customers logging in? How often are they looking at their invoices, right? So it's not necessarily looking at the inefficient process. So how many questions do we not get offline that could be a kpi as well of course right so so what is the decrease in, in right. questions we have to we have to or in queries we have to deal with offline that could be a kpi as well but what they did is look at how can we better service our customers online and yeah. set some goals for those so how how oftentimes are our customers logging in maybe even without again without buying that they're not so concerned yeah, yeah. With, with that transaction they're more in that particular okay. case interested in that side of things so in this case, the customer had some KPIs, or maybe they called it differently, but they had some goals mm. and they were tracking yeah. certain indicators to see if they would be on track with their goals and also to become more efficient. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. Yes. And that is because I'm that is it a bigger company maybe or yeah, is yeah. it a small company? No, it's a very, yeah, 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 okay. it's a very large. Does very that large play a role? Of course, I'm asking because in my own experience, in many cases, they... When you talk about efficiency and you want to quantify it or you want to discuss with them, okay, what does this mean for your organization? Then in many cases, they don't have these KPIs top of mind. And in many cases, they don't track these KPIs properly either. So is that also your experience or you have most of the, uh, do you think yes. the companies have these KPIs? They may not have those top of mind, but what they do know is, well, if, if they come to us with this question, they do know that they are spending too much time yeah. on certain yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. tasks, right? So then the it's question is, so do, yeah, how much time do you spend and how much time do you think yeah. you should be spending on those tasks? Yeah. And if you want to spend less time on, on these kind of tasks, then, then there's two options. Either you make sure your customers have less questions or you service them elsewhere, online, for instance. Okay. When we would try to translate this into some KPIs or suggestions, and maybe listeners have suggestions as well, let us know, please. Or if there are people listening in, have KPIs on efficiency and experience with them, let us know, right? Because we want Absolutely, to talk yeah. to you. But uh, when we would try to translate it to some suggestions, then what I hear you saying is the number of requests coming in to companies, right? So customer requests on, on, on yeah. anything. You say the time spent per request or the time spent per customer, correct? I would say obvious one to add is cost of sale, right? So looking at the total costs that companies put into their sales force and sales teams and compare that to the returns, 
Yeah. Any other examples that you have? Yeah, a couple. So, so you mentioned so the the offline side of things, directly measuring oh, right. the efficiency. Yes. But you could also okay. look at the other side, right? Looking at the on- online, because every yeah. customer that is downloading an invoice online is one customer less calling in to request yeah. that invoice, right? So you could look okay. at both. You could look at both yeah. and see okay, see stuff. how those two but, are balanced. But when you look at those numbers offline, offline sales, I guess, and online sales, but also adoption in general of your online platform, right? Is what you're referring to. Not just sales, right? So it's not just the transaction. So this is something that not all customers or companies are are tracking, of course. But if you know, so how many of our customer support tickets, if you have a ticketing system or or customer support calls, how many of those are about invoicing? For instance, yeah. right? If you say, well, that's uh, 20% is invoicing, that's X hundred calls a month or X thousand, I don't know, right? So how can you de- decrease that number? Well, one way is to look at, so how many of those can we cover online? Those two will be will be balancing or the balance will shift rather. So yes, conversion, but I think before conversion, when it comes right. to efficiency, also it's about self-serving customers. Right, right. That makes sense. And then maybe to add, I was talking a couple of weeks ago to a company and they are a provider of luxury consumer goods. And it is also a contained B2B scenario because they were selling this into retailers and wholesalers and, and, and other, let's say, B2B buyers. Yeah. And he was actually, so the, 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 the commercial manager was actually mentioning for him efficiency means that currently he has sales and customer service teams. And that runs fine, but they are rapidly scaling up the business. And he foresees, of course, problems in terms of attracting the right personnel and mm-hmm. also in time attracting uh, the personnel to help support and grow that business, to help scale their business. So for him, efficiency is or means when we can scale the business, when we can grow the way we want to grow with the current staff, with the current team, yeah. right? Yeah. So then automatically you become more efficient. And for that, of course, things need to happen. And the e-commerce platform, well, a lot of other elements to look into to make sure that you can scale with your current team to next levels of growth. And with that, you exactly. become more efficient. Exactly. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, it was uh, Dave from Meiten that we had as a guest on our podcast earlier. Absolutely. The episode got released yeah, yeah. Uh, early, early April. He mentioned that he freed up his sales team to do more to do more sales and to add more value. Yeah. And as bycatch, he said that his his yes. team enjoyed their jobs more than the, than before. So yes, yeah, it's a good example. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so that was on the KPIs and what you can track. Maybe one last thing, Tim, yeah. on the efficiency KPIs. Maybe mm-hmm. I think it's also good to not only look at the commercial costs, so to speak. So, because of course, when you talk about efficiency of sales teams, it's about, okay, what kind of costs do we make on the commercial side and what are the returns? But sometimes reorganizing commercial processes also have positive efficiency gains on, for example, the logistics side. Mm -hmm. So to to name an example, when you talk about return order management, yeah, this is also on the commercial side, right? It's existing customers sending back goods. When you are able to make changes on the commercial side there that help the customer and the company itself to organize that in a more simple way, it also has a positive effect on the logistics side, meaning maybe less less flows of returned goods 
or maybe more efficient processes on the logistics side. So my suggestion or tip would be to not only look at the commercial cost side, but also when you look at efficiency on the commercial side, to also take into account other processes like logistics and see what the effects are there, because otherwise you narrow too much on the commercial side and you maybe miss out on other elements. 100%. I think as a business, you have to look at, so if you have the desire to become more efficient in your sales team, you have to look at where where can we get that efficiency gain. And it could very well be indeed in in processes that are not directly related to sales, but return is a great example. So maybe not, I'm not sure how we call this within SANA, but not order to cash, right? To, to, to mention that process, but a longer process like order to, I think we call it order to life or order to value. Yeah. Like when the customer really uses the product and solution. And that includes much more processes than only the commercial side of buying it. Yeah, maybe maybe one. Well, I know we are uh, we are about to round up, but maybe one example yeah. because you just yes when you mentioned this, this just give me uh, give an example. One of our customers is a wholesaler in construction uh, sites, and their product typically gets shipped on a pallet, right? That's what you see when you when yeah. you drive by a construction site. You see there's whatever whether it's bricks or whatever it is, it's typically shipped on pallets. Those pallets have to be returned. So imagine a construction site. There's suppliers delivering stuff to that site all the time. No one really knows which pallet is whose, um, but they do know how many pallets should be returned, right? Imagine that process being becoming a digital process, right? So the construction company then just returning whatever 50 pallets to this company and then being able to do that in, a, in an online environment without necessarily having to call up the sales team and say, hey, I've got 50 pallets here on my site. You can c- come and collect them. You can make that a digital a process, example. right? So that's... Yeah, 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 that's this is a real life example. You just I just didn't hear about that head. one. Yep. Yeah, really cool. Thanks for sharing. So okay, coming back, I think you already talked about the example of the chemicals manufacturer. So coming back to the examples we mentioned, in my example in the healthcare industry, right? Implementing the right e-commerce solution. So a new e-commerce platform in this case, because they had an old one running, but again, it was not efficient. Implementing a new e-commerce platform where, for example, on this procurement side of things, yeah. it was the whole process became much more simple, almost eliminating all the email flows that were there. Again, email flows internally and also to suppliers back and forth, eliminating that simply by enabling this procurement process also in their digital platform. And that in the end also increased adoption, right? Because customers knew, okay, if I want to have information, I need to log in online. I need to make sure that I follow the procurement processes and steps there. It helped in this case, this customer in healthcare a lot to become more efficient themselves, but also it helped their customers to become more efficient. Yeah, super. Yeah, my final thoughts are, if you are a B2B company that values relationships or human interaction between your sales team and your customers, then although going digital may feel, initially may feel like, hey, we're going digital, so that diminishes the human interaction. I think if you use that technology to have your sales team focus on more high value sales and automate all that, say manual work and all that transactional stuff, then actually you are freeing up your sales team because they are more efficient. You're freeing them up and you're enabling them to spend time on actually building and maintaining those relationships. And I think that makes uh, makes everybody more successful. Fully agree, Tim. 
Thanks for that summary. Yeah, I think we came to an end of this episode. I think an important topic on efficiency, right? Especially, I would say this year again, with the pressure on margins and a lot of things going on also economically and in the market. So yeah, I hope that the sales leaders listening in and other people yeah, can use it to help become more efficient themselves within their company. So yeah, thanks Tim for doing this again, this episode. And the pleasure uh, was mine. I look forward to the next one. It was a one. joy again. Thank you so much, Ruben. All See right. you next time. Okay, have a good day, everyone. See you. Bye-bye.